Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have with me nutritionist Ellie. Ellie is a DNA nutritionist and she specializes in genetic testing for your health, including your food intolerances, gut health, weight loss, skin issues, and so much more. And the results that I see that Ellie posts on social media are just incredible, especially the skin ones. Like when I see the transformations, I'm like, holy shit, like this is amazing. So welcome, Ellie. (laughs) Let's start off. Like, tell us about Thank yourself. Thank you so like, much. How did you become a nutritionist that specializes in DNA testing? It's incredible. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. Um, and you're doing so amazing in your podcast. I'm very proud. Um, so a bit about me. I have always actually wanted to be a nutritionist, which it's it's so interesting. Like, I guess I'm kind of lucky in that sense because a lot of people don't usually know what they want to do when they grow up. But um, I definitely chopped and changed with my like kind of what I wanted to specialise in over the years. But um, I just kind of grew up in a house where it was like an Italian family, a lot of cooking, a lot of, um, you know, my mum was very healthy and like kind of um, was around that very young age. And um, I remember literally in like our leavers year of primary school so we were like 11 and um we had to like say what we wanted to be when we we're older and I brought in that like CSRI CSRIO mm. book or whatever yeah, it's called yeah, those yeah. ones that's like the health and wellness ones <laughs> and I brought that into school and I was like I want to be a dietitian like this is oh. what I want to do and um I never yeah it was pretty cute and then um I kind of went to uni after high school and I did um health science because I didn't do chem in year two in like school went and did my nutrition degree and then I was like yep I'm going to be a dietitian and work in hospital it was always the goal I worked at a dietitian clinic for a little while um, especially as work experience as reception I worked there as well and I just realized it wasn't actually mm-hmm. what I wanted to do and it was actually soul crushing I remember mm-hmm. my supervisor actually said to me Ellie you know like um I actually don't see you being a dietitian in in a um, clinical environment as in like going out to GP clinics and working out of there because that's where I was working as a a receptionist in. And I was like that, I remember crying and crying because that was like my goal. And she said to me, you know, it's just very hard work. Like, um, and not that I can't do hard work, but she was just saying, you know, these dietitians just did not, were not happy they were always complaining and even to me like they just looked so unhappy in the work environment you know a lot of the time it just seemed like a bit of a toxic environment at that particular area mm. so um you know she had said that out of a really nice place but at mm-hmm. the time because she said it would crush my soul she said she said, she said I think you know you've got a a lot of people, person skills, I think you should be working, you know, with a lot more people. And I was like, okay, um, I'll take that on board, but, like, I'm not going to listen to that because I'm this is what I'm going to do. And then, um, <laughs> and then I remember uh, 
um, one of my close friends how amazing it was. It was just brand new, just opened this DNA clinic. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, and so I literally just emailed my now, my current boss, um, Sharon Palmer. She's the CEO of iDNA Health. And um, she said, come in for an interview. And then I pretty much got the like offered a internship position where I mm-hmm. learnt genetics or clinical genetics for six months and then I was their first practitioner, which was really exciting. So I've been there for three years now and it's just crazy how things work out. You know, I was so unsure about what I wanted mm. to do and um, I just worked really hard and, and it ended up mm-hmm. all working out. Mm. Everything happens for a reason, I guess. That's, exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. And I think it's so special for you that you got... The opportunity, like your manager said that to you. And like you said, like it came out of such a nice place and she was it was coming from a good place. Yeah. Like her saying that to you probably made you rethink and reevaluate and be like, yes. is this something that I want to actually do yeah. working this type of work? And Which is fine for yeah. so many people who do exactly. so well in that environment. It's It's more just I think she just thought she knew my personality mm. and she just thought that that, that particular lifestyle was not um, for me and mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, it, it, there was a lot of disappointment in that. I, I think it's changed now, mm. the particular place that I was working at, but the dietitians just were not happy and there was a lot mm. of the high, you know, s- staff turnover and she kind of was like, look, I think that you'll be better in a community community nutrition mm-hmm. or working in with a lot of people not in this environment and I remember just being like shocked like I was like mm-hmm. no this is what I want to do but I think I was telling myself that yeah and you're right it definitely made me reevaluate. I started thinking about doing food sensitivity testing through like maybe studying immunology which was a whole wow. other thing <laughs> um and then it was insane that I was even thinking about that and then the DNA thing came along and I was like this is yeah exactly what I wanted to do was food testing etc yeah very cool yeah and I know when I was studying, I found it a little bit confusing because I always thought that there was only certain pathways that you could go down as a nutritionist yeah. and a dietitian. Totally. But there are so many jobs and so many opportunities that you can do. And probably, yeah. you know, when you first started studying, you probably didn't even think that you would become no a way. DNA. <laughs> no, <laughs> not so at cool. all. But yeah, it is like that in nutrition. Like you do think it's just, well, I mean, when you first start, I think mm. you think it's just one way and that that's it um but yeah you, you definitely leave and you realize it's, there's so many other avenues you can take it yeah definitely yeah. so tell us what is dna testing yes like, how does it work how do you help people improve their health with it like what is it what do you do <laughs> yes yeah, so um the dna testing it's just one kind of avenue of of what I do with nutrition, but it's the main one. So mm. what we what we use is our patient's DNA, which is via a saliva swab. And um, mm. from there, essentially, someone will come into the clinic with their presenting symptoms or whatever their goals are for their health. And we just have a chat and talk about, you know, um, what they want to get out of the testing. And then from there, I'll kind of explain the process, which is essentially, you know, it's a DNA swab. It takes two minutes to complete. It's really easy. It's pain-free. You just want to be swabbing on the inside of the cheek. That's where most of the DNA cells are. And then 
we get the sample and then we can send that off to our lab. Um, at the lab, they use a PCR machine which extracts a lot of the which extracts the data from the swab. And then in return, what we get at the clinic is the raw genetic data, which is essentially just thousands of pages of numbers and letters, um, which is the DNA makeup that gets loaded into our software. And what we're looking for is very specific genes and whether someone has any genetic mutations on those genes. And that's what gives us the answer we're looking for. So to give you an example, some people will come into the clinic because they have a lot of gut issues. Um, that's probably one of the main things that I will specialise in is, is, is gut, uh, like IBS symptoms, that kind of thing and skin they're like my main things um someone might come in just say for a lot of bloating and they're having extreme um gut discomfort or pain irregular bowel motions and we'll go hmm, okay well maybe we'll look at what you're actually eating are you intolerant to something one of those main intolerances could be gluten and don't get me wrong gluten is not the devil food i eat <laughs> a lot of gluten i yeah. eat all the gluten i am not intolerant Same, yeah. so yeah like unless you're intolerant there's no real mm. health risk should remove it from the diet but for a lot of people they can't they have intolerances to that so mm -hmm. it's worth looking into that and finding out for for good you know rather than guessing so yep. then we kind of will order that report and with gluten there's actually six gluten genes not just one or two and you only need one mutation on any of those six genes to be intolerant so you need to think of it literally like pregnancy you're either pregnant or you're not like there is no in between and that's how yeah. I like to think of genetic mutations like you either have it or you simply just don't and if you don't have it you'll never develop it and it's never something you need to consider to remove but if you do have those mutations then each and every time you consume that food your immune system is not recognizing what that is and therefore triggering an inflammatory reaction all the time that's chronic inflammation and chronic inflammation is what's been linked to increased risk of autoimmune conditions or even just symptoms varying from gut issues to even fatigue or skin so it's worth looking into seeing whether this is a driver for someone before making them a meal plan that's actually including that particular inflammatory food so um so then, you know, we kind of go through that. So we will order the DNA test for them, which is just a saliva swab. It takes two minutes. Then what we do is they'll come back after a few weeks because it does take a couple of weeks to come back from the, the lab. And then once they come back, that will be the consult to go through the DNA report that they want. So some will explain it in detail and help them make sense of their DNA reports. They'll get to take them home as well. But people come in and they do, you know, one report. Some people do... 13 DNA reports in one sitting. Like it just depends on what the client is wanting to know. Um, but, yeah, with the genetics, it's super groundbreaking with science, you know, and we can just do things from food intolerances to like caffeine metabolism to ones around mental health risk and predisposition of like depression or Alzheimer's risk or breast cancer. So it really like is so varied what we can look at and mm. I'll see clients who are interested from gut health to skin to you know fatigue or even to cancer prevention so it's really just so varied yeah how cool is that yeah I know I, I think it's great that you can really get down to the nitty-gritty of it and be like this mm. is specifically what you need to change in your lifestyle your diet your exercise exactly. like whatever it is to get the best results because at the end of the day we are all so different and we are made exactly. up so differently our lifestyles are different what we eat is so different and 
there can be so much, especially when it comes to health guessing and trial and error and all of that. And I guess this just removes all of that. It's like, nope, this is exactly what you need to do to get this result that you want to get. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why it's um, for me, you know, this is it, it with the interest in gut health that I have, um, I find it so, you know, such a key part of, you know, Cl clinical success, I guess, with clients and just without the guessing or the elimination diets, you know, one of the things that I'm sure you learned as well, Michaela, like at uni is the FODMAP and, mm -hmm. and all these elimination diets. And don't get me wrong, they are very useful and mm -hmm. um, for the right patient, they can be yeah. really great. But, um, you know, I'll, usually I'm the, the last destination for a lot of um, clients and looking at why they're getting these gut issues and stuff. So they've usually seen quite a few people before yeah. coming into the clinic or tried a few diets before coming into the clinic. So from experience, what I can see is a lot of these elimination, elimination diets, sorry, is that they can cause a lot of confusion, um, sometimes even disordered eating behaviours because mm -hmm. of the fear around food because they're so scared they don't know what their triggers are. So they're just scared of eating or they're under you know, they're malnourished or whatever their, their issues are. So it's not even just for gut issues, but just that peace of mind. And it's almost quite, um, I guess, in, like knowledge is power. It's quite empowering mm. to know what works for you. So, yeah, I do, I find it really useful. So I'm very happy with my, you know, that I love my job and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I have worked with a lot of people who have gone on the FODMAP diet for their IBS symptoms but it will have been because the doctor has told them this is what you need to do and yes. that's it like they've given them no further no. direction it's like here's this diet this will help you and they're like great so they go and download you know the FODMAP diet or whatever it is app on their phone which yep. gives them great instructions but it then when they start to restrict all of the foods and then a lot of them are like oh well this is how I have to eat forever because all my symptoms are gone away now and it's like no. absolutely not like it's yes. such a restrictive diet to go on it's like it's a six-week thing, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. most of the time people will be coming in doing it for six months or, or more yeah. and they don't even, they've not even been told that it's actually mm. a six-week thing and they're surprised to hear it when I say, you, you do realise that, you know, this was a six-week intervention um, mm -hmm. and now it's really hard for them to reintroduce certain foods again because they've kind of almost developed more of a sensitivity to it, yeah. um, which is the difference also with like an intolerance and sensitivity yep. is, um, you know, obviously with the genetics, your DNA doesn't change. Like once you're intolerant to something, it, you can't reintroduce it. Um, but when it comes to sensitivities, you want to be, I guess, cautious with yeah. how many things you take out, right? So definitely a big one. It's so restrictive on so many areas of your life when you yeah. do that. Even socially. For sure. When it comes to sensitivities compared to food intolerances, how do you go about that? If somebody, like, can you pinpoint specifically if they have sensitivities to something as well? Or is that more yep. watching their diet? Um, it Like, it depends on the genetic report. So with a sensitivity, yep. um, that one might be like you're a bit, you're like um, salicylates or oxalates you might be a bit sensitive to and you just realise that through trial and error, um, but you're not necessarily causing an inflammatory response that you need to cut it out of the diet for good. You're just kind of noticing that it triggers you. Another example would be something like a fructose malabsorption. 
Um, for those who, listening who don't know what fructose might be, it's a simple natural sugar. So it's in na- healthy foods, you know, mm. like an apple's high in fructose, but a strawberry's low in fructose. It's just a sugar that's in natural things. Some people can have a malabsorption to fructose where they don't break it down very easily and through the gut wall. So they can get a lot of bloating and IBS symptoms when they overconsume it. So that's more of a sensitivity because it's not triggering your inflammatory response or your immune system like gluten or something like um, casein or whey protein or um, lactose that would be an intolerant that's an intolerance to that specific thing so there's there are differences that we can look at um, caffeine sensitivities as well might be causing jitteriness anxiety mm-hmm. um, alcohol as well some people have you ever have you ever been drinking around people and they go really red when they drink yeah like, yeah yep. so some people just really um, rapid they, they oh, rapidly yeah. break down alcohol, which causes the alcohol to turn into the toxin acetylhyde really, really quickly. And these people will usually have that kind of reaction to alcohol. They generally feel pretty awful when they drink or they have, you know, those really lingering hangovers. And then yeah. some people just break it down pretty regularly um, so they don't get those those flushing and those intense hangovers. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, like, sensitivities that we test for, but there's definitely a clear intolerances that we will, you know, explain that to the person. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, like, food sensitivity tests out there via blood tests and whatnot, and I've read a few things from some researchers doing those and the, um, their results changing month to month for each each time they do a sensitivity test. And that's just why they're not always accurate, only because um, they're only testing like your IgE, which is, a, yep. uh, for those listening, don't might not know, um, is an inflammatory marker in your blood and bloods change, you know, mm-hmm. your environment. And you, that's why you do a blood test, you know, either every six months or every year because it's not going to be the same once you've got that. Whereas the genetics, you'll do the DNA test one time in your life and it will never change. Your results mm-hmm. don't vary. They don't change. So that's kind of the difference between the the two, um, if that makes sense, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so interesting because it really gives you control back on the decisions that you make like if you take the alcohol one for an example which is so interesting a lot of people probably happens to them when they drink and they just think oh that's just what happens just what happens exactly but once you actually know the science behind it and why it's happening and what impact it's having on your body and then the lingering effect after it you then can actually make a educated decision if you want to put your body through that or not exactly and that's what i say to people is you know look the alcohol and caffeine report is not everyone's favourite report to, to get, um, and I understand. But, you know, at the same time, I, I always say to people, look, I can give you all of this information and you could do, you could walk out and never think about this again, but you're here for a reason. You've invested your time and your money into this. Like, you know, it's up really, like I'm handing over the reins now. Like once I go through everything and, like, you know, after they finish the course of going through um, the DNA kind of uh, process, you know, that's now up to them to make those changes and take what they've learned and put into place. Of course, they're going to have days where just say they're intolerant to something. They're probably going to eat it by accident, on purpose, whatever it is, but it's about how you maintain that and how do you go about that when you do have those things that maybe don't 
um, you don't respond to very well. Instead of having that mindset of like, oh, screw it, I've already eaten it, let's have a cheat week, let's mm -hmm. maybe change that to, okay, I know what this is doing to my body, I've eaten it, nothing I can do about it, no need to beat myself up, but how about we just get back onto this as soon as possible um, and make that. That's how you make things sustainable and long-term. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we'll go about it. Because at the end of the day, you're the one who's in the driver's seat of your own yes. life and nobody's coming to do the hard work for you. And, of course, you can sit down and you can give them all the information and guide them in the right direction of this is what you need to do if you want to feel better from the inside out. But at the end of the day, it's then they are the ones who have to go home and have to put the work in and take the action. Each I know, I can't go with you. Like that. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And yep. we do, we live in a world where people definitely want the easy way to do everything. Like we gravitate towards 100%. the law of the least amount of effort. It's just what we do as humans. It's just natural, yes. For sure. So sometimes it's so important to take that step back and be like, okay, well, where can I take the action? How can I make this so incredibly easy for myself? Maybe it's having, you know, better food options stocked in your cupboard in your pantry so that yep. even if someone came over and they had a food that maybe you were intolerant to you have options or when you go yes. out you know chucking something that you can put in your bag so you, you yeah. have it with you so you're making it so easy for yourself to yes. make a lifestyle where you're going to feel really good absolutely and then you know once we we've identified these intolerances the huge thing i like i can't stress enough is at idna health where i where mm -hmm. i practice that we do not just give out reports and then never see people again. Like that's something that we, people sometimes coming, I just want to know my intolerances. Sorry, but that's just not, you know, we don't just give you the report and then just like leave you off to your own um, kind of, unless you just say, Michaela, you came in, obviously, you know, you've got the background, you know what to do, you're a nutritionist, but a lot of people are not. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to that, um, you get told you have these intolerance. Sometimes that's a huge change for someone to make. Um when you think about gluten, sometimes people in a Western diet, they'll have cereal in the morning, a wrap for lunch and pasta for dinner. And that's not abnormal. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's eating your intolerances quite often every day, multiple times a day. So how do you make those changes? And what about reading a food label? That, that's already tough. How does someone now with intolerances go into a shop and not feel overwhelmed? Or how do they know that a, what a good swap is or what to do when they when they go out for meals because that's going to happen? So then we kind of always make sure we do follow-ups to kind of go through how do we go about this, that they are confident going forward and they don't hopefully need to... Um, stress about their food anymore that that's the whole point of the genetics is, is getting to the root cause preventative health but also just being so confident with your diet and knowing what to, to eat that guidance and that education i think it is so important and i specifically remember in one uni class we had the teacher got everyone to stand up if she was like do you have your five serves of veggies a week and people would stand up they would be like do you have your two serves of fruit a week and uh, a day like across the week i mean and everyone would stand okay. up and um and then she got everyone to sit down and she was like i want you all to remember because pretty much everyone in the room was studying to be a nutritionist so 
everyone right. was eating their five serves of veggies a day and their two yeah. serves of fruit and they were eating it every day across the whole week and she was like i want you to remember that you are not normal like you guys yeah. are not the general population you eat that way because you study it you live you're it interested. every single day you're interested yeah. in it exactly right but for the general population they normally haven't had that education around it because it's not really in schools and no. so where else are you going to learn it if you don't actively exactly. seek out the information so she was like you need to remember when you're communicating to other people that they probably don't know this because they've never been taught it and it's not their fault at all no. but you have to guide them and show them you know right and just take it back to basics because sometimes we definitely try to overcomplicate things agreed really is it's back to basics and just re or starting to educate people around simple things like reading the labels and knowing how to pick up two products and not feel too overwhelmed because the supermarket exactly. is massive. It's, and it's is overwhelming. So it's really it overwhelming. So like for everybody, any, and let yeah, alone someone sure. without much education around it. And yeah. that's such a, such a great example of that. And I think, you know, where else are people going to get their their um education instagram yeah. gosh how many like, <laughs> of course of course like googling and instagram oh, of yeah. course there's people out there like um sure. you know our accounts that obviously try and promote correct you know nutrition information but there's a lot of saturation around the mm. social media you know unqualified people talking giving advice i see it all the time um and people look up to those people and they go i want to look like that and i want to look like them so mm -hmm. if i do what they do i'm hopefully i'm going to get to that point but that's not how things work and no. i think a lot, of, a lot of people know that but i think it's yeah. just um i don't know just just hoping um yeah but you yeah that's so true but you know we've really got to take it back to basics and the marketing these days oh my goodness oh yeah absolutely even it's like so the money. smallest difference of if you take like greek yogurt compared to greek style yogurt. loved loved that like, comparison you did oh on your instagram it's, it's so true though you know and oh, what, what what about um like cho chocolate milk um it serves two people right yeah. and but you would drink the whole thing as a of course. like I don't know many people go okay one for today one for tomorrow <laughs> you know so you have the whole thing and you think you actually read the nutrition label and you think it's actually not bad like that's mm -hmm. actually not that bad got five star rating by the way because it's got calcium mm -hmm. in it apparently so <laughs> so you read it and you think this is great but you then it's frustrating because you're like, I can't trust the one thing that I've just learned how to read. Yeah. Now it's saying it's, you've got to double those, all those numbers that you've read in the nutrition panel. Now double it because it actually serves two people, not one. And suddenly it's actually not very um, nutritious as you thought. So um, it's, it's quite annoying for people, I guess, because they are trying to learn and then they kind of get tricked. And um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. so frustrating. It's like it's almost like we live in a world where they're – trying to push us towards failing almost i agree yeah especially when it comes to health and um yeah. even fitness all that kind of stuff so yes can be frustrating but that's what we're here for exactly that's what i was gonna say <laughs> well, you can hunt us down come see yeah. us we'll give you the education and like you said earlier knowledge is power when it comes to these things and once you know it like it, it makes life so much easier and you can easily differentiate between products between what to put on your plate what not to put on your plate like what you can really listen to what you're feeling like as well making sure that you're still eating all the foods that you love of course but making course, sure that you're yeah. feeling really good from the inside out agreed
Love it. Okay, now I do have some quick fire questions that I ask all of my podcasts. Go ahead. Come on. All right. So first one is, what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Mm, I have a couple of things. Like I guess it chops and changes depending on like the month and what I'm feeling. But at the moment, it's it's definitely Pilates. I've really gotten into yeah, it. Um, same. So you've got. I've seen it. You got into. Do you do Reformer? Or do you do Matt? I've been doing Matt, but I also love yeah, Reformer. Same. Yeah. I do Matt as well, which is like unpopular opinion, but I think I really yes, like kind of prefer Matt. Um, I agree. What am I? The um, girl that I had instructing at the she said something interesting. She was like, "The Matt is unforgiving because you have to hold your complete yeah. body weight in every movement that you do." And it I was is. like, "Is like, so true." Yeah, I feel really. I don't get me wrong. I actually love both, and I yes, feel like the performer you can do a lot more like. Get, they can get really mm. creative and kind of evil with it but I think yes. with the with the mat I don't know I just I also kind of find it quite like almost you know how when you feel really calm in yoga and you're working like yeah. with your body yeah. and everything like that I kind of like put them even though they're very different practices like together and it just makes yeah. me feel really good um so I think I'm at the moment I've been trying to go to Pilates um quite early in the morning it really sets my day up and I feel like in a really good mood afterwards because I struggle to do like cardio or weights really early in the morning I just prefer that in the evening um so for me yeah that that's and also a daily affirmation I love that love it yeah and you just read it out loud to yourself yeah I've got um this book it's called oh what's it called I'll have to put it you have to put it in like the link or something but um it's just like fully forgot it but yeah it's a, a little book with like a each day of the year and okay. you just turn to the page of today's okay. date and then it will give you a um quote for the day and an affirmation as well and it's just really like a, lo- a lo- lovely way to start the day so those are my two things at the moment what about you what, what are yours oh good question nobody is yeah. asking <laughs> Sorry, question back. Back. <laughs> <laughs> i love it um at the moment, mine is definitely Pilates as well. Like okay, every yeah. morning, I just find it sets the day up. And yes. even when I wake up, like a little bit feeling a little bit off, like even this morning, I woke up feeling a little bit off for no particular reason mm. and still went off to Pilates. Complete mindset change. Like I, I know, right? Like, incredible. Like tick the box. Like, and you're right. Like you're so proud of yourself. Yeah. Like, and, and it's so cute. Like at the place that I go to in Pilates, they, cause it's quite early that we do it, like maybe 5.45 or 6. And they always are like, at the end, we do like some breath work and stuff. And they'll kind of go like, no, well done for being here. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you <too>. Go me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And my second one I reckon would be, um, I've been setting a daily intention each day, but then asking a question like, how do I actually accomplish that daily intention? I, love I think it's that. great to go into the day and be like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But then the day passes by so fast. I'm like, oh, shit. Agreed. Do that. Yeah. So if you actually ask yourself the questions like, okay, today I want to, like, let's say, take a random example of, I want to fuel my body with healthy food. Um, it's like, okay, well, how can I actually do that? So I have a busy day. Maybe I need to, like, prep my lunch in the morning so I have something yeah. to grab out the fridge so I don't buy anything, like, whatever it is. But by asking the question i can then actually write down the steps to achieve it so then you get to the end of the day and you're like oh okay like i did, I that. did it, I feel good. it. Yeah. yeah yeah i love that good. i might i might adopt that um because i feel like mainly at the moment life has been so so busy um that i feel a little bit like overwhelmed a bit so um 
by cooking and um, recipe creation is taking a huge backseat. Um, and I feel like I want to try and get back to, you know, creating delicious, yummy recipes. And I haven't done that for a while. So just kind of been eating things for, um, like, obviously still eating similar things that I always have, yeah. but convenience, not Instagram <laughs> <laughs> content worthy um you know just like meal prep easy stuff so i i'm going to adopt that and i'm going to check to get more inspired in the kitchen again i can't wait to see what recipes you put up as well Which, i love your recipes oh my gosh i might use some of yours actually until i get inspired myself uh, but i think it's good for people to hear that even nutritionists like we go through those, yes. those phases as well we were just like oh can't be bothered cooking that's it just, becomes like, work as well whatever. like because, you know, yeah. you want to put, don't get me wrong, like I'm, we both love, I'm sure, like making yes. recipes and the reels and doing all the things, but sometimes when you kind of think, oh, I've got to do a recipe this week, like it starts becoming um, like a chore and, and work, but I think I just need to fall in love with it again for me. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What is your favourite quote and why? My favourite quote is, um the universe is always conspiring for me. I like oh. it. Yeah. I I think this is a big one. Um, like I, you know, last year was a really hard year for me and yeah. um, just for a lot of reasons, uh, even with my health, even though I got an autoimmune disease and there was very a lot of changes and mm. it didn't feel good for a lot of the year and it all made sense in, in the end. But um, it was, and for personal reasons as well, but, um, I came across that quote and I was like, oh my gosh, that is true. Like all of this stuff, it all is teaching me a lesson. And, yeah. you know, yes, I unfortunately got an autoimmune condition, but I do feel like I'm a better practitioner for it because I can understand a lot of my mm -hmm. clients so much better. And um, you've got to look at things in the positive light and realize that we go, we do go through really shitty times, but the universe has got us like we it's always something big around the corner when something bad happens um yeah. and shit things happen for no bloody reason and it can really suck don't get me wrong but mm -hmm. usually people are rewarded at some point in their yeah. life about you know after those things and I think it's just gets me through those tough times knowing that I've been through hard times before everyone goes through these times and that's hard times go away no pain lasts yeah. forever and like yeah so that that really got me in the feels mm. wow I just went on a bit of a tangent there didn't I but um so good because you, you are like yeah absolutely and it's even reminded me of something that I read yesterday it was about if you fall down and you fail you have the choice do you stay down and yeah. just keep going further or do you actually pick yourself back up and keep moving forwards because you're right even when shit things happen for whatever reason, sometimes just out of the blue, there mm. will be something good that does happen to you. You just got to keep moving forwards. Yeah, yeah. People can go through so much grief in their life, but yeah, so many people are just inspiring with what they do with it. You know, they might use it to um, help other people going through the same thing and they now have this newfound purpose um, to do that or to bring happiness to other people. And yeah. If they didn't go through that hard time they would never have actually created that life for themselves and yeah. you know of course i'm sure people would take away those those hard times if they could but unfortunately we can't so yeah. it's just about you know what is life you know mm. um <laughs> but so true, at least, yeah the universe mm. is always conspiring for us at some point so um 
just always, I guess, have, have faith in that. Yeah. Now, final question. And yes. I love to ask all my podcast guests this. So in the distant future, when you're looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? So this might be something that you've already done or it could be something that you're hoping to do in the future. This is a tough one. Um, I know, isn't it? <laughs> I think uh, I, I definitely think I'm proud of um, my work ethic and just the belief that I do have in myself because I think I've done in my life a lot of things out of fear and I've just been very anxious and, you know, had anxiety and um, not always back to myself. And I think mm -hmm. I have just through learning everything around like nutrition and getting into the space that I've been in, I've really changed the person that I am, which I think has made me a good practitioner because um I truly believe if I was in that fearful place constantly, I don't think I would have the work ethic that I did. And I think I, I felt those things and I really worked on it for a long time. And I'm very proud of that and um, for putting my health first and my mental health first to really work on my dreams and, and do what I want to do. And, um, yeah, I think I really grinded really hard, like really hard for a while. And I think it's all kind of starting to, um work out um for me because I think I don't know if it's like what it isn't um well you've moved now to to Queensland right yeah yeah so I don't know where it, when where you studied um if it was like this but when you leave when I left uni like you're just completely on your own and yeah. and unless you do masters in dietetics you actually don't really get much uh help around like how to consult or how to run a business no. or what do you even do when you leave? Yeah. Like you don't know much. So I think I was really overwhelmed with that and I worked really hard and spent a lot of yeah. money on more courses and more learning and books and I yeah. really did put the work in. So sometimes people go, oh, you're so lucky, I'm so jealous, like with getting the job at IDNA. It's like, oh, thank you, but also don't be jealous. Like it will happen for you if you do try, but it's just so much work went into it and i I do think that looking back when I'm old, I think I'll go, I'm glad that I really worked yeah. hard for what I wanted. Like it wasn't, exactly. yeah, given to me. So like everything isn't given to other people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think I'm happy to say that I'm proud of that. Yeah. For sure. And I guess also like it's not necessarily luck. Like you did, you put the yeah. work and the effort in to get there. Like things did luckily come my way like I did happen to stumble across that family friend that that talked about it and so obviously it, it is who you know sometimes but at the end of the day like um my boss Sharon didn't know me from a bar mm. of soap or didn't <laughs> and and my um my family friend wasn't anyone to Sharon you know so it did no one owed me any favors kind of thing so yeah. at the end of the day it she just um took a chance and even though I literally knew nothing <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know anything but um, you do you have like as a nutritionist graduating like you have to put yourself out there because you're right there's yeah. so little direction and you don't really do unless you also select I know in Melbourne when I studied you have to select a um, placement subject as an elective one if you wanted to do placement and if you didn't okay. you didn't have any placement so oh, there's wow. no like 
practical experience there as well so i was lucky enough to do the placement one but for other people you're right like they don't have any consultation uh skills that they've learned or going into different yeah. businesses and even understanding what uh, different work there is because for me when i was studying i was like there's no way i want to be a one-on-one -on -one nutritionist but mm. so i went into did placement <laughs> at a, like a, a large corporation and i was like okay that's not what i want to do and then i went and did one-on-one -on -one and i was like okay this is amazing like this is exactly right? what i want to do isn't so that insane actually, yeah you need the practical and like physical experience to actually know if it's good for you or not and did you think that you would have your own thing going or did no, you think you, neither i was like no way i don't i just want like, i don't really want to be a boss i kind of just want to go to work and go home i don't know like that is the most opposite thing from what you and i do it is insane and i don't know like i think yeah just experience kind of yeah. like putting yourself out there makes you realize and unless you do that you won't know what your niche should be like obviously i don't know about you i didn't know what my niche was going to be throughout the whole of uni and whatnot and that's very normal for a lot of people not to yeah. know but until you put yourself out there like exactly. you just won't find out so yeah for sure for sure so tell the audience what do you have coming up if anything and where can they find you because i'm sure a lot of people are going oh i think i might need to get my <laughs> dna <laughs> yeah um so the few cool a few things coming up in the um in my life around work so we at idna health are opening up a second clinic um in june so pretty much by the time this is out probably mm -hmm. it will yep. be just opening um but it will be in victoria park which is in perth but for all you listeners that aren't in perth like we work with people all around australia and even um internationally like around the world so we just do zoom consultations and send mm -hmm. the dna kits out to you so um it doesn't mean that you can't um go ahead with your DNA if uh, you don't live in Perth. But we are opening a second clinic, which is in south of the river. If you are in Perth, you'll know what that means. It just is the other side of Perth. Um, and we also have this expo coming up called the Every Woman's Ooh. Health Expo, um, mm -hmm. which is a huge one with, you know, a lot of people going there who are interested in health. Um, and if you're in Perth, definitely come in and, and come and see us because if you do book at the Every Woman's Health Expo, um, you will get free initial consult and $50 Ooh, off your DNA. Swab. So wow. that's always a good thing. Yeah. So we, that's a little like kind of um, giveaway that we do there for all new patients that book at the expo. And then, um, yeah, just, just continuing working. Um, and you can also find me on social. So on my Instagram, it's nutrition by underscore Ellie, which is E-L-L-Y. And then um, IDNA Health, one word, that's another Instagram that I um, run, which is the clinic one, and um, or just www.idnahealth.com.au to find out a lot more. Um, but, yeah, you can always just message me on Instagram and ask mm -hmm. away. I have a stalk. There's lots of info <laughs> on my um, Instagram. It's but great. just have a little stalk. Thanks, girl. Yeah, and as always, I'll put all of the links in the show notes as well. Oh, so beautiful. if you want to go to directly any of those, then they will be there where you can find them. But thank you so much for coming on today. And you're right, your Instagram, like there is so much incredible recipes, information, oh, all of that. You. So come <laughs> check it out. But yeah, thanks for sharing yes. so much insightful knowledge with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on Naked Wellness Podcast. It was absolutely amazing to have you here. 
If you have any questions or want any more information or anything like that, then just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's and just send me through a message. I would also just love to connect with you or even if you have any feedback about this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So head over to there and if you could please also leave my podcast a review, that would be absolutely amazing. But I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night wherever you are.